Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, guys. It's the familiar dulcet tones of your favorite large skeleton podcast host, Michelle Collins. Uh, I'm unbelievably jet lagged. I don't know where I am. And I'm here with Dan Acton, who (laughs) has never looked more becoming or adorable. Hi, Dan. (laughs) Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Okay, someone watched Fire Island. Yeah, it's Pride Week, Pride Month. It's Pride, it's month. Pride Week in Dan's house. Next week, it's back to MAGA hats. Next week at Dan's house. Um, no, happy Pride Month, obviously. Uh, and funny enough, our guest uh, this week is Joel Kim Booster, the oh, writer awesome. and star of Fire Island. So we are yeah. celebrating Pride Week. I flew to Amsterdam yesterday. I was supposed to... <laughs> No, another way to get into it. I just got to go. It's like a Band-Aid. Got to rip it off. I flew to Amsterdam. I was supposed to leave last uh, Friday. And then I believe the word would be United unceremoniously canceled (laughs) my flight. The word that comes to mind is unceremoniously. I was on my way to the airport. I have so much stuff with me. I'm, you know, I'm traveling with like so just three bags. They're all heavy. And them combined is my weight. Like I did the math in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm traveling <laughs> with my weight. And right. it is so hard to maneuver these bags. I'm like, is that what I, my bones maneuver this every day? Like <laughs> not even on wheels on two feet. My yeah, bones. It's like having like a weight mm-hmm. vest or something on you. I'm my own Temple Grandin <laughs> squeeze box of flesh. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm wearing a thunder coat of tissue and just a flesh. So anyway, so um, I had to turn the Uber around in the pouring rain. This and it was not canceled for the flight. Everyone goes well. Tropical storm. That flight took off. The flight from Florida left. It was the oh, flight. Really? Yes, the flight from D.C. to Amsterdam. <gasps> unceremoniously got canceled and there was no reasoning given but the airport which is i learned today it's pronounced skip all which means are you ready i just found this out (laughs) ship ship hole happy pride happy pride i mean (laughs) ship hole (laughs) 
Happy Pride. Shithole? Ship. Ship. <laughs> it should be shithole. The fact that it rhymes with shithole and it is a shithole airport. This airport, well, first of all, so KLM, the uh, Dutch airline, canceled 50 flights into uh, the Netherlands on Saturday. Oh God. I know. So I just spent the weekend with my parents. Uh, pretty much it was all okay. Oh, is there a naked person there? You know, I'm in, a, I'm in such a depressing hotel. Oh, my God. Are you, in the, are you in the red light district? <laughs> yeah, no. No, I wish. I'm in, like, the gray light district. Like, there's no color where I'm staying. I'm in the first 30 minutes of Pleasantville is my neighborhood. It's very depressing here. I'm in an industrial park. It's so funny. When I checked in, It's everyone's so nice here. It's pretty enough. It's just not really in city center. And when I was checking in, looking seriously like, I don't know, a combination of Gollum and a Golem. <laughs> God, I'm good. God, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, but I'm sitting there looking. I put makeup on as we were landing because, I, you know, you never know. I always, I love guys that work at the airport. Like, that's very much my energy, especially like in Europe. They're always like these piece of shit, like trashy Euro trash guys. So I always want to look pretty at the airport. And I put, I mean, I was so tired. I put like glitter eyeshadow, no liner, <laughs> mascara. I put primer, no foundation, a real, a lot of choices made at like the middle of the night. And I just like went, turbulence that's like going all over like <laughs> airplane. No, Steve Buscemi and um, Billy Madison, like genuinely. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I did everything, you know, I had such a nice cab driver, like very easy. Uh, the airport was a breeze. There was no lines anywhere. I was shocked. I was Ooh. expecting to be there for like five hours. So that actually was uh, a shock. But I'll tell you that as you're walking to the baggage claim, it is like walking through. It's almost like the March for the Living for Lost Bags. They have people's <laughs> luggages. Eight people will know that reference. But they, you know what the March for the Living is? You <laughs> no, don't? Because you're, you're not a big fat Jew like me. March for the no. Living is a thing that Jewish kids in high school go on where they go to the uh, concentration camps in Poland and then I believe go to Israel or the other way around. But it's like, you know, showing uh-huh. like we... We're here. We're Jews. Yeah. Get used to it. March for the it. living. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the famous slogan. That's the famous slogan. <laughs> yeah, but just the hallways are lined with people's bags. It's the craziest thing. And you're and it's as you're walking to hopefully get your bag. So it's almost like don't get too hyped. You know, look at yeah. all these other bags. <laughs> these people don't have owner. These bags are lost. It was like a Pixar right. movie of lost baggage. Carts. <laughs> laden with luggages and i'm thinking people are like every bag tells a story every bag has a story because you know that every single bag there's someone out there going like i can't fucking believe they lost my bags like i don't have my bag blah 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 i must i took a picture actually by the this was only by the belt where i was waiting for my bags which thankfully i did get but there alone there had to be i don't know 50 look at this this is (laughs) i have to text this to you I'll put this on my Instagram stories. I mean, not you can picture it. Just picture people's bags. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah But yeah. just like anyone can walk in, you can grab a grab a bag and have a wonderful day. Like there was nobody stopping you from taking someone's yeah. stuff. I'm serious. Yeah, like, that's scary. No, that's scary because I have a I have a bag that looks like other people's bags. Like I have a oh, whatever. and it's really tense uh, watching. Like I'm always watching for someone rolling away with a bag that looks like mine. It's like scary. I have to tell you something. One time I was uh, flying into Tel Aviv and because of exactly that, um, I bought this turquoise Samsonite at uh, Marshall's that I was like, oh, nobody else will have this turquoise Samsonite. But I forgot that I'm on a plane full of Jews to go to Marshall's. And so I took the bag like to the hotel and I get an email I took another guy's, the identical turquoise Samsonite. Identical. No, you're kidding, really? On my life. The only difference, he had like an orange lock on his, which I didn't even notice because, you know, after that whole flight, you're like on a different planet. Wait, I get to the uh, hotel, very lovely girl downstairs helping me. And then I see these like businessmen coming in. But, you know, I guess here the business casual is like jeans and like a smart button down. You know, it's very picture the Dutch. Wide set eyed men, kind of hot bald, you know, with their little John Lennon glasses going to work. And I said, what's through that door? Like, what is that? And she goes, oh, this is actually an office building. We just rent like I'm staying in an office building. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah. There's what the the door is there. It's like a we work, basically. So the doors (laughs) to one part are people going to work. And I'm thinking, you know, it's a hotel like 
I don't know. What That's if I like weird. doing the walk of shame? Like I have to now look at like a guy <laughs> with a family. I don't want to do that. <laughs> You know, I think that's kind of sexy, actually. Though. It is you kind of you could kind of mingle like people in their like uh, you know office. I don't say dads, but probably single uh, office. Yeah, good, good save, to, uh, good save. <laughs> Dilfs. Dan is really into stilfs. Single dads, I'd like to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, Wid- widowers. Oh, Dilfs. I love widowers. I want to wheel them Anna Nicole Smith style right to the free. <laughs> Call it a life. Uh, no, but it's basically a huge we work, and, and it's funny. I had such a nice uh, cab driver from Afghanistan, such a sweet guy. Spoke fluent English. He was great. And when he turned off the highway to like take me to where I'm staying, and that was the couch. If you heard that noise, when he took me, and I, I said, "This can't. This is not. This is where I'm staying." And he went, "No, yeah, this is literally your neighborhood." And it is picture like an Orlando industrial complex. There's nothing <laughs> charming about it. There's nothing remotely European about it. I'm, and it's funny because I like the chain that I'm at and I've stayed in different cities here before. So yeah. I have no choice. Like I paid for the month. So I'm here, you know, mm. but I'm really trying to I, I'm telling myself, Michelle, you're tired. You just got here. You have to have a good night's sleep. I'm not going anywhere today. I'm staying in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to look cute tomorrow. Put cute makeup on, do the hair, put outfit on. I'm like a 10 minute train ride into the city. It's so close. I mean, it's mm. it's just not yeah. walking disease. That's my issue. Well, are you going to do the bikes? Like, don't they have... <sighs> they do. And there are bikes outside. Like, they have city bike right here. Yeah. They're fun. I know. But alone, what if I, like, get hit by a car in Amsterdam? That would be funny, actually. Great content. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Great healthcare. So Really good healthcare here, actually. Yeah, so. You know what? Maybe I will get hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> think about that you know what dan i will get hit by a car good thinking that's a great way to kill three weeks um so i'm in amsterdam if any of you listeners have friends here do put us in touch because i am so lonely i know i basically know nobody i'm like well i did that in italy and it was kind of fun i did make some friends but it also you know it's it's good and bad like i'm more i'm only here for a few weeks so i'm like well i it won't it's not like two months like where i'm going to lose my mind Right. We'll see. I just want to be tall with other giants. I'm so excited. There's something I wanted to talk about with you. What's some potter we wanted to bring up? Because I feel like there was something I said I got to bring it up with Dan. By the way, I was in, so I had to stay an extra few days uh, with my parents this weekend, which was, you know, it's really funny staying with your parents. I said I would never do it again. And I think my mom finally got the hint, like my mom, who for sure has like borderline personality disorder. She finally got the hint. Like, so she, I could tell was really, really, really trying not to scream at me. Like I felt it. I was like, oh, she's really (laughs) trying about nothing. Like she just yells about anything. It doesn't matter, you know, but I was like, okay, I'll give her credit that she's really like biting her fist. Her eyeballs look like Arnold in Total Recall on Mars. Like <laughs> she, she, she's like really polite to you and then walks out and like slaps the cat or something. <laughs> Wait, literally. No, you know what's so funny? Their cat who um uh, only attacks her. Her ankles are like bleeding. He never once scratched me. Only attacks her. I mean, it's very, that's a whole other like uh, odd couple mm. routine. But in the meantime, I went with my friend Allah to, um, a famous restaurant in Miami, not really, but kind of called Shuckers. <laughs> okay. It's on the water. Like, uh, oysters and clams and stuff. Exactly. Which I don't eat either right. thing, but something funny that happened though, was there was a table. So Allah is like a hockey fan. So we went to watch the Rangers game and there was a table of family, um, nice people, you know, whatever, and their children. And there was two daughters. One was older and skinny and looked miserable like resting bitch face is a real thing in kids too she was like 11 years old <laughs> yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. She oh, was I had it. a little bit did you have it yeah and i continue to have it yeah let me see your resting face like it's not bitchy you're just like you know mm. on your way to do something yeah something something bitchy <laughs> Like slap a man with a glove. I don't think yeah, that's exactly. bad. You look great. I think you look great. All right. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but then there was this little girl who had, she was so funny. She was uh, very, very chubby. She was probably six or seven. You know how much I love big fat kids. Like I, same with animals. Like I think overfeed your children, overfeed your pets and watch <laughs> mine eyes 
shine. Like I love them. And she kept turning around and giving me the dirtiest looks like just in this really? chubby, this kid, which was very funny, but she kept twisting all the way around to look at me with a, just a bitchy face. And she was huge. And I said, Allah, please look at this kid. And I smiled at her at one point, you know, I engaged because yeah. she was staring at me and right. um, she, she turned slowly back around, grabbed something from the table, turned once again back to look at me. And she was holding a huge, coconut with a straw in it with a, <laughs> with a happy face <laughs> with a happy face like burned into the front of the coconut and it said have fun so I said please look at this kid and she like bragging clearly about her coconut cup like wanted me to see oh, I oh see. It was uh, yeah it's competition I'm having like a great better time oh 100% showing off the coconut cup and I was like because we just had like plastic cups you know and I now I started getting mad <laughs> like wait why does she actually hold on why does she have a coconut cup and we only have these that's not right yeah, it's natural like so <laughs> <laughs> comes out of course so the waiter comes over Gabriel and I went uh Gabriel how much uh how much is it for that coconut cup? He went, Oh, you can get any drink with that cup. It's an extra eight bucks. That was a lie. Mori Povich what? says that was a lie. It was twelve. And I said, I want a tequila <laughs> soda in that coconut. And he brought me one. <laughs> and she turned around and I also sipped out of mine. I had the best time. I love fucking with children. For me, that's where I where my soul really sings. <laughs> She comes back with like a pineapple or something. No, exactly. Like, and like, up, one upsmanship. Yeah. Publisher's clearinghouse check. I'm like, this fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> um, that's all I really have to say to you. Um, but Didi, what else is happening in your life? Talk to me. Um, geez, well, I have this like relatively like new friend in my life. That, uh, I've met at a party a couple times. And so we're kind of hanging out and whatever. And uh, a couple days ago, he was like, oh, I've just gone through this breakup. And <gasps> can I process it with you? And Is that like, like yeah, a come on? Is that a come on? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Okay. But the person that he broke up with is like a pup. Like a fetish, like kind of leather thing. You always, can I just stop you? <laughs> so, yeah. You always somehow find a way. Like even it's not as my fault. Hold on a minute. Even as you started <laughs> with this story... Uh, it harkens back to my birthday last year when Dan gave me poppers. <laughs> and I said, Dan, as much as I absolutely love you, your family to me, you know, I adore you. There is like our Venn diagrams do separate. Like there are circles sometimes don't overlap. So I actually thought, oh, hold on. I thought, oh, this is fun, like a relationship story. And I thought, yeah. wow, it's so bold of Dan to bring this story up, given that it's a new friend. You know, I don't know if I would necessarily put the story out there for the listener, your new friend. And I'm thinking, wow, this is great. I can't wait to hear what happens. And of course, a fucking fetish thing. I'm like, a pop leather daddy. Like, I, I was so, I was one of like a wholesome story. I hate, I, I even the word pup. I know someone, yeah. I know someone who has a friend who calls her pup. And she goes, hey, what? pup, may Ooh, I? As a nickname? Yes, may I drop dead. Okay. And I said to my friend, like, I've never heard of anyone using that term pup. It's, it, it sounds dirty. It sounds sexual. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, ask her what it means, because I've never I literally have never heard of it. And she texted, say, hey, what does this mean? And she goes, oh, it's just a nickname. My family and I, we've like called each other pup, you know, uh -huh. this thing with pup. And I'm like, OK, your daddy <laughs> is a latex fetishist. Like, yeah, where does weird. this come from? <laughs> anyway. OK, so, yeah. So keep it keep it PG-13 because. Yeah, exactly. So I was okay. just. Yeah. I, so I was just, it was it was something where I was trying to like be there for my new friend, but also like everything he described about this relationship <laughs> just seemed like so much trouble. <laughs> And like the things that he had to do and the cleanup and everything. It was no, just no, like, no, 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 no cleanup like stories. Stuff. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it was just funny. Like I really had to maintain um, a straight face. I, like I, yeah, like it's because he. I, I don't want to say dodged a bullet, but it seems like a lot to go through. <laughs> Wait, like a lot of hassle. I do have to ask um, a question. When you say cleanup, was it cleanup of fluids <laughs> or cleanup of like the toys? Uh, the. <sighs> Dude, I mean, the toys, the shit. There, there was a. I actually, I mean, don't everything me. associated. Don't yeah, tell everything me. Don't you tell would me. Associate with the with the pup. Yeah. 
with the pop. I don't even know what it means. I, I you say pop, I think of my friend Lindsay. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the only only pop I know is my is friend Lindsay. She's a slob. Yeah. No, she's an absolute, an absolute slob. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um okay oh. so that you're a good friend though to help with the breakup yeah that's a tough yeah. one because you know when when friends it's like no matter the circumstances if a friend breaks up with someone you have to talk shit about you can take one right. of two lanes you either talk yeah. shit about the ex or you maintain your friendship with the ex and you cut off the other one there's no way yeah you can't exactly. get out of it unscathed like you can't say to a dear friend like if it's okay like mm, i really don't want to have to get into this you can't yeah. or be like oh yeah i already know all about it like i already heard the, <laughs> the other side yo yeah i already heard <laughs> i saw the reddit thread you yeah, did right. some <laughs> fucked up stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um did you ever grow up going to water parks yeah in wisconsin dells did you yeah you know that i've never been to a water park in my life oh it's fun we should go well, I'm, I'll tell you something. The reason why I'm bringing it up is um, we're desperate for content. It's a new side podcast Dan and I are making. Um, we're just teasing it here right now. <laughs> it's all desperate for content. Anyway, apparently in the UK, there's a place called Waterworld in Stoke that was evacuated because um, people were getting eye and throat irritation. They had to send like three fire engines, eight ambulances. Oh, uh, to this water park. And it's funny because growing up, there were two things I was like not allowed to do. One is water parks and the other is um, go-kart racing. Was never allowed oh. to get in a go-kart. Maybe once, but like the the ones that actually drove, not like the bouncy guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could not do that. And uh, water parks. And I, I don't know. I Do I feel like I missed out on something in my childhood? Yeah, I do, with a lot of things, a lot of things. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea for me to go now. I think, honestly, I think because of my weight, it happened. That's just by, by way of my height. Um, I went in Hawaii down a water slide where I've talked about this before, where I saw all the kids like very daintily, like getting spit out into the pool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it looks so fun. And my friend Nelson was like, go do it, do it. And I went there and um, I like went plaid going down the slide. I was going so <laughs> fast because of, right. I don't know, gravity <laughs> that I all the other kids were like, wee, like whatever. And I was like, Meow, like Indy 500. It was so Your fast. Cheeks, <laughs> cheeks <blasting back. laughs> yeah, you can see my entire skull through my mouth. I mean, it was really bad. And then when I landed in the pool, like, you know, you would think I would land with like a little, you know, when divers land in such a nice dip, yeah. it was a full shallow hell empty pool moment. I'm like, <laughs> I can't go down this thing again. So I feel like also the slides, you've done the slides where you cross your arms and you go straight down. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I, I might have done one of those. Those are kind of scary. Those, the really. Yeah. yeah. I think people in America have a death wish. Yay or nay. For sure. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, that's our show. Um, <laughs> that's no, the perfect go to a, note to end on. Go on. We could go to a water park where and just do the uh, fun thing. Like, do like a wave pool. That seems fun. Yeah. I'm not great in water. You know, I'm a Cancerian. I like a pool. I can swim, obviously. But I just, I like laying around the water. I like looking at the water and seeing it. And then mm. that's that. Do you like, we should go to a spa castle or something. Do you like a, a place where you sit in the, you're in the pool, but standing around like a little bar? Yes. That's fun. Okay. Now we're getting to the things I like to do. I like standing in hot water. My friend Dave uh, and I, and we're going to Greece together next month, which we, I mean, it's like a running joke where we, he came to visit me when I was in Italy. And he picked, he's gay, uh, LA hipster gay. You know what? My dream is for you two to meet. Cause like, not in a romantic way, but just you would die laughing with each other. You're the two funniest people I know. So like it, it would be for me, my Flintstones meets the Jetsons for you to meet Dave. <laughs> but he uh, came to me in Italy and we went to Cormayeur, which is this beautiful ski town. I don't ski. I ate cheese for like 48 hours and he was skiing. Yeah. And he found this um, spa and he said, oh, they have this thing called Spa Under the Stars. It's at night. Let's go. It should be really cool. And I thought, yeah, oh, yeah. that sounds so fun. So we go, we're in our bathing suits. It's freezing out. You know, it's a mountain town, so it's icy. And we get there and we don't realize that this is like a code for just Italian couples fucking in the pool. Everyone <laughs> there was a couple. 
Um, everybody was humping. All the women were like straddling their men in the seats and like looking gazingly into each other's eyes. And then there was like Dave and I like Barb and Star, you know, sitting there. And we had this running joke where like everybody, because every time he would go to like the bathroom or something that everyone would yeah. go, and me say, your boyfriend is very, very gay. He's a big gay. Like... <laughs> Just like the Italians <laughs> pulling me aside to go, I don't know if you know, uh, he is gay, gay, gay. <laughs> we were crying. We had the best time. Dan, this was a jet lag show. Thank you. Listen, it was this or nothing. So take it. Just take it. Don't leave it. I'm totally fine. I'm going to go to bed. Danny boy, you know, I adore you the most. You're the best. Love ya. We Love you. are going to let's uh, do it again. Uh, by the way, this interview with Joel Kim Booster actually was initially recorded on my Sirius XM show, The Michelle Collins Show. Because of traveling fiascos and logistics, uh, we thought, you know what? He's got, in my opinion, the hit movie of the summer, Fire Island. Uh, it is out now on Hulu. And I said, let's let's uh, double Joel Kim Booster a little JKB on the show. So I am pleased to present the great Joel Kim Booster. It is Pride Month, as you know, but it doesn't matter what month it is because my guest, writer and star of the movie Fire Island, I celebrate him every month. Uh, I don't wait till the summer, Joel. I celebrate you January through December. Uh, Fire Island out now on Hulu. I watched it this weekend. It's hysterical. Also a new comedy special, Psychosexual. Hmm, I've got questions. Debuting June 21st on Netflix. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at I hate Joel Kim. Our friend Joel Kim Booster. Joel, hi. Michelle. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. Joel, honestly, I feel like the last time we talked, I was like, oh, my friend Joel, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, movie star Joel Kim Booster. Like, should I talk to you differently now? What are we thinking? Oh, no. I am still the same little piece of trash that, oh, good. you know, we bonded in Miami. You know, it, it's the <laughs> same person. It's the same person. I just want to make sure, like, it's not getting to your head because I would hate that. I really no. would. No. It's definitely not. And I am like, my bad brain is like, I'm the type of person I know that like 99% of the response has been so positive and I'm so grateful for it. But all I do is just scroll through all the comments and find every negative one. It's the reverse of that Lady Gaga quote. It's like a hundred people in the room <laughs> could like all be cheering you on, but one person says something shitty. And that is what I will focus on for the rest of my life. No, but hold on. I'm the same way. And I just believe that that is why we are in the business of comedy. Like we would be yes. inspirational speakers if we didn't do that. Like we oh are. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, we focus I, on the negative because it's funny. I'd be Brene Brown if it, if it wasn't oh. for that part of my brain. I'm trying to think of a pun. I, I have so many ponchos. I was born to be Brene Brown. Everything I own yeah. is just a triangular poncho ready to take the stage. And yet here I sit braless chatting with you in Miami. Um, I know what you're saying. What was the, wait, do you want to say what's like one of the worst reviews you've read? Cause I've seen bad things about myself that sometimes I can't, is that a bad question that sometimes no, I can't no. get out of my mind and I know it's not true. And yet, you know, it, it hurts. I've seen like a couple that are like, um, like, Oh, this guy is supposed to be hot in the movie, you know, like along I kill those me. lines. I know. Kill me too. But like it, it but then it's so funny. Cause then I see critiques of the movie that are like, oh, we're supposed to believe that this hot guy has trouble like on Fire Island. Oh you know? So it's like, I'm either like too hot or not hot enough. Um, for these you know, people. And speaking of be... which, you're perfect as you are. When you were on the podcast last time, I think I said in the intro and notice I did not say it this time because I, I learned I'm like a Cesar Milan um, cockapoo. Like I learned. <laughs> I said... <laughs> how hot you were. I was like, when you're so hot, because to me, objective, if I'm going to objectify you, you're very hot. And you took umbrage with that. And you were like, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, I remember you kind of were like, oh, I don't like to be introduced that way. And I felt bad because I was like, the last thing I wanted to- Oh my to God. But I don't remember this at all, Michelle. Joel, you were like, uh, and because I remember feeling bad, like, oh my God, the last thing I want to do is objectify Joel Kimbister. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I, I'm so, I said that person sounds so lame, whoever you're talking about. Um, and then I watched I, the movie. I'm like, you're shirtless the entire freaking movie. Am I supposed to not see it? Yeah, no, it is crazy. I will never, I'm so glad I got that on film because I'll never look that good again. I'd like, wow. I knew, I knew that I was going to be 
shirtless for a lot of the movie. So literally in the lead up, I was like training like I was going to be in a fucking Marvel movie. So, oh my God. Did you hire someone? Like who can talk to me? Cause uh, did you have the Kumail Nanjiani treatment? He, um, he had like a muscular, uh, an exoskeleton, like transplanted onto his body. Something happened there. Yeah. He had, he had a couple, (laughs) he had a lot going on. Um, I, I have a trainer, a nice Italian boy named Mm. Tyler, um, Mm. who is lovely and so hot. And so, um, just like he's perfect he's 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 a little nugget of a man and i love him um and he has a gay brother so he really gets it oh he's straight now i have a question for you so when i had a trainer years ago if you laugh the interview's over by the way if you hear a peep of laughter i'm ending the interview but i had a trainer whose name was julian he was like six foot six huge guy he always i'm gonna say something that i've never he always smelled like smelly sex basketball shorts Okay. Do you know that smell like, oh, I know it well, you know what I'm talking about? Like when, like that post-sex nylon, I don't know how else to explain it. And he would say after we'd work out, he'd be like, let me stretch you. And he would lay his entire body on top of mine. This was pre Weinstein's reveal with my knees bent and put his weight on me. And I have to tell you, I don't know if I've ever been as satisfied in my life. Do you, does little Tyler do that to you? Or is he not, is he too nuggety? No, absolutely. He does. Um, They all do. I think that's like, that's like something they, that's like the first class they take in personal (laughs) training school is how to like, yeah, just laying on top of your, your client's bodies to stretch them out. (laughs) That is hilarious. Actually. I love little Tyler. Have you met the gay brother or no? Did you just hear that? I haven't. And I'm so mad because like he was in town and he called me and like, was like, what are you, what are gay people doing in LA? I want to take my brother to do something gay in LA. And it was like the one night that my boyfriend's stomach hurt. So we stayed home. Are you Um, kidding me? I know. What a coincidence. I was like, do you want, I was like, uh, maybe there's a chance you rally, right? Like this, this, there's no way. Like, cause normally my boyfriend, like we're like constantly out. I want to be, I'm the one who wants to stay home. But like, yeah, it was so disappointing. Um, so we did not get to take his gay brothers to the warehouse party. Like I wanted to, but that actually bums me out. And, and during pride, like, I hate that story. I'm sorry. We talked about it's it. It's the, it's the anti-pride story. It really That's an is. anti-pride that your boyfriend for 24 hours was gluten intolerant. So you couldn't take your hot exactly. trainer's gay brother out. Mm, I don't like it. I know. Yeah. So instead we watched the new Elizabeth Moss show on Apple TV uh, plus gag me. Come on. Yeah. You know what? Every orifice on my body just sealed up like in Beetlejuice, Gina Davis, metal plate. I can't. I... <laughs> no, I won't allow it. I won't allow it. P.S. And we're going to talk about the movie, which, you know, it almost felt like a fever dream for me to watch because it's all of my favorite people in comedy in one film. You, Bowen Yang, Matt Rogers, who are like my three top, like, you know, I love you guys so much. Yeah. Um, rattle off the other names that are in it. It's everybody funny. I mean, Margaret Cho. Oh, can we, hello. Can we for a second? I mean, insane that she agreed to do the movie. Um, Tomas Matos, who is a oh. breakout star, I think is like truly the MVP of the movie. Every He's single thing funny. they say is so, so funny. Um, yeah. Torian Miller, who is great, you know, like he has a smaller part, but when we cast him, he's a, he's been a friend of mine for a long time and he oh. just put so much of himself into the film and it is so, so lovely in it. I think, um, and then my love interest, Conrad Ricamora, who oh, is such a hunk. I think so it is hot. such an indictment of Hollywood that this is the first time he's played a romantic lead in anything. Um, like he's so good at it. Um, and Will so you tell hot. me about him? How did you find him? He's, he's a dream to watch. Like, and also Bowen's love interest, both of them. I was like, oh, what? James Scully. Yeah. James oh Scully. Oh my God. Amazing. Um, Conrad is a Shonda boy. He was in How to Get Away with Murder for oh. like, the entire sh- run of the show, playing like an IT nerd, um, if you can Funny. believe it. I know. And no, so he's gorgeous. Yeah. And like, I just remember, you know, uh, he, we, we test, I had the chemistry test with a, a lot of guys and a lot of lo- lovely, lovely guys. But like, I remember Conrad came in and he was the only one, he made me go up on my lines that I had written because I was so flustered by him um, oh God. in the chemistry <laughs> because he was so hot and like charming. It was overwhelming. That has to be a lot of pressure, like having to read or, or even just act romantic scenes out. This is like how um, Brad met Angelina, Joel. 
Yeah. Well, it was so funny. Everyone was so professional, but it is, it did feel like, um, it did feel a little like creepy, like just like pull, like calling in these hot men to come in and like read these scenes that I had written where they they're falling in love with me. I was like, is this okay? Am I going to get, I was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't know. If, like suddenly it, like the whole like process was called into question for me. I was like, this seems wrong somehow. I feel like if Mindy Kaling does it, you can do it. Yeah, you know, that's, absolutely. that's Mindy's gift. I'm always like, you know, God bless Mindy Kaling because she writes it for herself, casts the hottest man on the planet and she can do it because she's a yeah. mogul. There is this rise though of the gay romantic comedy this, I guess, summer, even though, so you have Fire Island, which out last week, everyone I know has seen it, by the way. I feel like it has to be a huge hit for Hulu because everyone I know has watched. Yeah, I guess, well, I'll find out soon they're gonna the thing is is like i keep seeing so many people are doing these lovely watch parties which i think is the way to watch it is with your friends especially your gay friends and like i keep seeing that and i'm like yay now all of you need to go home and put it on individually (laughs) on your laptop fall asleep yeah fall asleep to it please we need the point it at the wall streams yeah Yeah. i was like um i think it's so great that you're watching in groups but we do need all of your head counts to be be counted um so but yes i i it is i think um you know if nothing else it does seem like every gay person on the planet has been forced to watch it at this point so Uh, seriously and then also i was going to say that um billy eichner who i'm sure you know we're both friendly with has bros coming out he was my first um comedy boss actually was he aware yes billy on the street he, oh my god! He like, he like truly plucked me out of obscurity to write for that show, and it was the first time I was ever able to quit my day job, literally. Oh my, and for the funniest show, I mean, there's nobody yes. funnier than Billy. He's no, yeah, and, and such a lovely human being too. And I'm so happy. And I, I his movie is so great, and also it like could not be any more different from Fire Island. And I think it's so great that uh, they're coming out around the same time because I think usually we only get like one. And then Keenan Lonsdale has My Fake Boyfriend coming out too in the summer. Like, yeah, it's like, it's another gay rom-com about like, you know, making up a boyfriend and then you fall in love with, you know, it's just like, Uh, I went to elementary school with a girl like that. She (laughs) would always get balloons on Valentine's Day and we go, who are those from? She go, my boyfriend. We were like, okay, (laughs) poor thing. It was me. It was me. Um, I went to school with someone like that. All the windows shatter. Anyway. So, uh, well, we love Billy. He's very, very funny. But I think it's wonderful to see that, I mean, you know, Hollywood has, in a way, I don't want to say been pressured, but that they see that there's a market for movies that fall outside of this stereotypical rom-com genre. Yeah. And that there's a huge audience waiting for it and excited about it. You know what? You know what I think part of the credit needs to go to? Mm-hmm. FN uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Go on. Truly, truly. I think it's like because now gay culture has become like women's, like like a lot of women, a lot of straight women yeah. love gay. It's like really come full circle. Um, no, you're right. You know, like because I went to DragCon to do a panel about Fire Island and I looked around and it was all teenagers and straight women. Like That's truly so everywhere, everywhere you look. And so I think like now Hollywood is is like, oh, like gay gay movies aren't just for gay people anymore like there's this whole audience now apparently that like loves gay things and so they're taking advantage of that and i you know um all thanks to to rupaul so god bless them and that show you know what it tells me it tells me that the world is also like really wanting funny content because so much yes. comedy, in my opinion, like the reason why Drag Race is so popular is, in my opinion, because it is one of the few shows where creatively, I believe they can do anything, say anything, joke about anything. And I, I'm not exactly sure why I've tried to figure this out, like why they're able to get away with so much. I think because, you know, people who have been, uh, I mean, I'm sure you have theories about this actually, like on the bottom for so long, this is their kind of language you know yeah it still does feel like it's all punching up you know yeah exactly um somehow so but the world wants funny stuff like so so little comedy makes me laugh right now i don't know if you feel that way but i'm watching things i'm going well where is the joke but then you watch your movie drag race and you're like okay there's uh, jokes are allowed yeah and i think especially stuff that's aimed at gay audiences can sometimes be so like 
in the trauma, you know? Edgy, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like Very so much. much of, it's like about coming out. It's about homophobia. It's about, you know, death or disease or, you know, all of these things. And I, I really do think that like, especially gay audiences are really thirsty. Because even Drag Race sometimes goes there, you know, like they'll get really like, in it about like oh you know like i don't talk to my mom anymore because yeah. i'm gay and you know and like you know they love the sob story on drag race too but like so i think like you know i think there is like an appetite for just like a fun raunchy like fluffy movie that like I, my movie is like i i love i you know i love hearing responses from people who are like touched by the movie and like feel seen by the movie but mm. it is ultimately a lot of people are just like yeah this was a fun stupid movie and i loved it and that's what that's, we need that's fun yeah, stupid that's, stuff i know yeah, exactly I, I swear what do you think about this rumor that rupaul has six toes did you see this what joel <laughs> there was a picture of them went viral where someone counted out his toes and there were oh six. my god there were six. he was he was wearing those flip-flops those on the flip-flops show last week. that's right i want you oh. to see it why don't you look it up and then we're, we're going to have you back next week. I need a follow up <laughs> interview about his sixth toe. In depth in investigation. Yes. Sure. I knew a girl. I studied abroad and I'll say her name because I fucking hated her. This girl, Alona. I won't say her last name. She had a toe that grew, like, you know, when people have snaggle tooths, she had a snaggle oh. toe that grew oh above God. the other toes. She called it, oh my God. I want to say she called it like Willie or something, but oh she was also God. a nauseating bitch. Like she was so mean. And I'm like, that's why God gave you that toe. You know, God is yeah. real because look at your feet and look it, at your brain. Mm -hmm. It really is like chicken or the egg, <laughs> like which came yeah. for, is, is, are you a bitch because of your snaggle toe or are you, do you have a snaggle toe because you're a bitch? Like that's exactly it. it. Ah. That should be our Social next Hulu question. film. Let's write that. That's yeah. a good like through line for a movie. What made this person horrible? Yeah. I think. Now, you also have a Netflix special, which, um, okay, earning money left and right. We love to see it. Psychosexual. <laughs> June 21st on Netflix. Uh, talk to me. When did you film it? We filmed I mean, it. this is the month of Joel, basically. Yeah. We filmed it in February, like literally truly on my birthday weekend. Hmm. Um, so it was really, it was really lovely as, as someone who loves attention. Um, yes. So it was really, really lovely. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm really excited. It's been a long time coming. Like most of this material is from before the pandemic because I sold it before the pandemic and then lockdown happened and I couldn't do comedy. Oh. Um, yeah. So um, I'm really happy that it's coming out now. Um, and I'm really glad that like a lot of it still worked. Um, and I'm trying very, to think of what jokes like, you could have like pre pandemic jokes of just like breathing, like what, you know, things that now like just like ventilator humor. I'm like, Joe, I think you should cut that for the special. I yeah. don't think people are going <laughs> to like that at all. You're like, but I have 15 minutes on ventilators like pre COVID. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well go for it. But, um, no, it's really exciting. And PS you were born on a leap day. Yeah. February 29th. Very special baby boy. It is. Very you and Luciana Pavarotti. Am I right? Who else? Oh, I, I'm not sure who else is celebrity wise. I think um, it's uh, just, just us. you and Luch. Yeah. You and Big Luch. Uh, how did that work when you were little? Did you get, was it like every four years the world oh, exploded? Let me tell you, let me tell you that it actually fed into my victim complex. So oh, well. I love that. Guys, so um, lucky. Every like for three years straight, I get to be a victim every year on my birthday, <laughs> like victimized by the leap year. Like, oh my god, I don't get a day, I don't get a gay. I guess we have to celebrate all week. That um, is hilarious. You know? Like when you yeah. don't get a day, you just get to keep choosing days to celebrate on with like different sets of friends, and like nobody can say boo um, because oh. I don't have a day. And it's then so, so it's actually, it's actually yeah. quite infuriating when it is a leap year, and then I'm like, oh, I guess I have to celebrate on the day. Um, right. And then what do you do? It's like almost a letdown. It's like, well, yeah. it's here every yeah. four years, I guess. You know who else was born on your birthday? Interesting. We were talking about Brene Brown earlier. Tony Robbins is a leap year baby. Oh my God. That um, giant alien yeah, born on the that. 29th. Ja oh. Rule. We love Ja Rule. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Lots of really successful victims, fun, flirty victims. Yeah. Victims, fun and flirty victims. That's the name of our movie. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> I can't wait to write fun and flirty victims uh, for the whatever new app gets launched within the next yeah. uh, 12 months. Let's do it. Can we talk about abs? Because one thing about Fire Island that I, I really want to discuss with you 
I, as you know, have many a gay friend. Um, Some of them, I feel, have been pulled into a gym-like cult or gym cult of, and and I don't want to say this about you because we're not friends like that, but where the abs and having that ab body is king. And there is this fire island thing where every summer all the ab boys put their speedos on, post together. Can you walk me through that culture a little bit? Are you part of it? Um, what happens if you don't have abs? Are you excluded from the ab people? How does that work? Um, uh, you know what? I don't like I my friend group has like a fairly like the, well, it depends on like where where I am and what I'm doing and like who yes. I'm surrounding myself by. But like I have a fairly like diverse like body type group of friends um, mm-hmm. as like evidenced in the movie. Um, right. But like, yeah, I mean, I definitely would say I am uh, a little bit a part of that culture. Cause like, here's the thing, like I really find the gym to be like a sort of meditative, like I wow. just like the routine of it. And I know that sounds so fucking lame, Michelle. No, but, like, um, teach me I'm, to be like you. I'm serious. I, I go to the gym and the smell brings me back. It's like a Nam survivor. Like I'm in full Lieutenant Dan mode when I walk into a gym. I'm like, I, the smell and just, I don't know how to put it. I feel fat shamed by the scent. I think for me, like when I, I was really scared of the gym for so long because I had really traumatic experiences as a, as a teenager, like in, uh, in the fitness space. Mm. Um, and so when I finally like figured it out and like started going regularly and like actually like a big part of it was having the money to hire a trainer to teach me how to do the things oh. properly so that I, I wasn't like constantly worried that everyone at the gym is looking at me yes. and judging me for doing it wrong. And here's the thing I will say about now that I've been going to the gym for, for you know, the last several years, um, no one is looking at you. No one is looking at you. Uh, like, I, I truly don't think anyone is looking, is paying attention to what anyone else is doing, unless you're doing something so dangerous, outrageously dangerous, right. that like people are worried about you. But like, I really, I like, am so in the like tunnel vision at the gym. I am not really? looking at anybody. Um, and so, and that's, com- so that's comforting to me now to know, but like learning how to do all the things. Um, it's hard. Was, was Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big barrier. I know a lot of people who are like, feel just like intrinsically embarrassed at the gym. Embarrassed now, and find- intimidated. And I've had trainers and I go in, I had a trainer who was a friend. Um, I'll say his name, Eric Sand in LA. He's fabulous. And we knew each other and what he would make me run on the treadmill and I would make him leave the room because I didn't want to breathe heavy in front of him. Like, is that normal? I was like, I don't like breathing, panting in front of you. There's something yeah. embarrassing. I don't know. I, it's like intimate I, almost. I think the impulse is normal, Michelle, but the the, the actual follow through of making him leave, that's not normal. Uh, that's interesting. So mm. you're extraordinary. You're extraordinary. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Fun and Flirty Victims is writing itself. Yeah. It and really I just is. can't wait to see it. it really but in terms of abs culture, I will say I yeah. have hit a natural ceiling in terms of how good I'll ever look. And I'm very happy with how I look, but mm. I, I won't do steroids and not because I have a moral... Mm. I, I, I actually, I don't th- see anything wrong with steroids um, on, a, on the, you know, the face. I think it's wrong when people lie and say like, oh, I got this body from eating chicken breast when in fact, I know for a fact they're shooting, you know, a needle in their really, ass. Really, really. Um, that is what, because then you're like, you're giving un sort of like the expectations for people who are looking at your body on Instagram are like, oh shit, I'm eating a chicken breast. Why aren't, why don't I look like that? I can throw back three Costco rotisseries in about eight minutes, like in Jurassic Park. They can toss it into my open mouth by the pinwheel wraps in the back of the store. It's five bucks a chicken, Joel. I mean, it pays for itself. You know, that's wild. Is steroid culture really big? I actually, I'm not privy to this. In LA. Yes. In LA. Yes. 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 And the thing is, is like, almost like there are so many bodies that like you just cannot look like a certain way without doing it or without like really like a really highly restrictive diet or like a really specific diet and like my diet's okay but here's the thing I'm dating someone now and we love to get subway at 4am okay and I'm just I'm I'm just not willing to let that go and so into like I, there will just always be like a very, like a, a ceiling to how good I will look because I will not stop eating junk food. At well, like cause you don't have an home. eating disorder. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, exactly. I think yeah. okay to say, what's your subway order? If I may ask. It's an Italian BMT 
with everything um, on it. And uh, mayonnaise, uh, what kind of sauce are we talking? You know what? I recently, truly over the pandemic, for some reason, over lockdown, got really into mayo culture. Really, Let me tell you, honey, you don't have to tell me about mayo culture. Um, Our fun and flirty victims is sponsored by Hellman's. You don't yeah. even know about it. Like I love, do you ever do the Southwest sauce? That is delicious. Love the Southwest sauce. Can I tell you, I came to Mayo late in life because I grew up in a miracle whip house. And I really, and I conflated the two. I for years thought miracle whip was just a brand of Mayo. And I hated it. hated the stuff. Couldn't stand it, the stuff. But it's like sweet cream, isn't it? It's yeah. not Mayo at all. No, 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 not, not at all. But my family used it and, in places where you would use mayo, you would use Miracle Whip. And, and <laughs> it so sounds I filthy. Was, like, wait, where were they so, putting the mayo? <laughs> so disgusting. So disgusting. I love mayonnaise. I'll tell you where I made a huge mistake at Subway, which is that I, as usual, you know that people adore me and I'm always nice to people in stores and stuff and like try to make them feel good. And so I befriended the lady at my local New York Subway shop on the Upper West Side. She was so nice. Love. And I would always say, can I get extra Southwest sauce? And then wonder why like my ASOS jeans made noise when I put them on because I was like gaining weight. But anyway, I did a delivery order once and I said, she had to know it was me. And I was like, oh, can I please get extra on the side? And she sent it in like the soup container. So not in like a little plastic, like in a big vat of this Southwest sauce to be nice. And it was so, this is so disgusting. It was so gelatinous in the thing. Like, you know, when they spread it on the bread, you can't, tell the texture but looking at it as like this blob in the cup I never ate it again that is she actually did me one of the greatest favors known to man and got me off that crack so I I have her to thank and then what about the fact that they're form of therapy and then their tuna is like either bread is Uh, yoga mat the tuna is not tuna tuna is not tuna Mm. um taco bell meat horse you know like hold on a minute I won't accept won't accept any taco bell slander on this show you know that well, to me, it's not slander because every every animal is fair game. Um, so that's, that's hilarious. That. I will say, I will say this about Subway. I went into Subway a few weeks ago. Literally, the woman in front of me, looking at the menu, looking scrutinizing the menu, looked at the Subway employee in the eyes and said, "What's good here?" No. What's good? No, here? no, no, no. Lady, it's Subway. It's Subway. Lady. Like literally nothing. What would you like? Person, <laughs> nothing this, is good. This this poor subway employee literally slack jawed, looked at her, which could not believe their ears. Uh, like I don't think they've ever been asked to give a recommendation at Subway. Yeah, what is the chef like? Um, yeah. hmm. I'm gonna have the super shiny turkey. That turkey is too shiny. I don't know what they're putting Wait, on it. Like gloss, a Fenty sugar bomb. Like what is yeah. it on the turkey? I need my shoulders to look like Subway turkey this summer in Greece. Like I want it gleaming, glistening in the sun. Wait, can we talk about some other projects before I release you? I, I could yeah, keep you yeah, here all please. day. You're also this month. You know what? It's almost too much pride, Joel. I think it's too much pride. You're in yeah. too many things. Loot on Apple Plus with one of my heroes, Maya Rudolph, who I, I love. Mean, one of my goddamn heroes as well. She is so lovely. Um, like it was, so, I was so nervous because mm. you never know when you meet, you know, people that you admire in this industry, like, are they going to be monsters? Like, and I, I like kind of figured like, there's just no way she would be. And of course she isn't. She's so normal and so funny. And like, truly like the kind of person, like still driving her kids to soccer practice, you know, is like she? still driving She's a great mom. Titles, like loves her kids like trying to give them the most normal like existence as, as possible um, in this industry. And like, yeah. um, it's just so, so, so great uh, and lovely to work with. And MJ Rodriguez also in the show, Ooh, a star. Love MJ. Love her. So gorgeous. Um, doing something so different from Pose. Um, so lovely. Um, Matt Paxson, Ron Funches. Like everyone in the cast is so great. So fun. It That's does exciting. feel... My my pitch for it is like because it's uh, it's Alan Yang and Matt Hubbard and so it's very much like a prestige Parks and Rec. That's what it Ooh. like if you liked Parks and Rec, like it very much is like Parks and Rec with the F word. Um, it says after discovering her husband's betrayal of twenty years, oh my god, billionaire Molly Novak spirals into a tabloid fueled self destructive spiral. To her surprise, a charitable foundation offers to help get Molly back on track. 
Now, where, what's your part? Do you work at the charitable foundation? I, no. So I play her assistant slash best friend, um, Nicholas. <laughs> nice save. Who, yeah. Who is very, um, he is very, uh, like, she wants to, like, go work at this charity and try and save the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, we're rich. Why don't we just go and do Molly and Belize? Um, and so I'm very grumpy that I have to be around all of these, like, normal poor people when I'm like used to being around all of these rich people and like, rich people. That's the one thing I don't have enough in my life. I've decided. Yeah. Like I only know poor people. It's hit me. I'm like, wait, why don't I know more rich people, Joel? Yeah. I, you know, well, you know, that's a problem. That's true. I do know you. Yeah. Well, when is the next yacht jaunt? I'd love to be a part of it. Just let me know. Um, I, I have one last question before. Uh, and by the way, I'm, you were on Colbert. I watched you on Colbert. You were great. That had oh, to be very exciting. You. Oh my I God. I blacked out. I blacked out. I need to watch it myself because I, I fully blacked out talking to him. It's, it was the most insane thing. No, I saw that you said that you um, were banned from watching him growing up. Yeah. Which is so funny. We're and so like, uh, he's, he's so wonderful. He's a lovely guy, but wait, I got here's some my blowback question. for that online, by the way, somebody, so people what? were like, Oh, that was rude. That was rude to tell him. And that, and uh, I was like, Oh no, was it rude? What? Do you yeah. understand that we live in an age where everyone is going to try to be shitty? <laughs> like it is a comp, it is literally a race for who can be the shittiest person in within any conversation. It is what people get off on. Like how we love being victims. LOL. Yeah. Like people yeah. are like, how can I ruin this person's day? The internet yeah. is toxic. I hate it so much. Last question, Joel. Weddings have come up. We we're talking about there was an am I the asshole where these people, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Oh my where, God, the Disney? The Disney the couple. Disney? Yes. Put them in jail. Put them in jail now. <laughs> For those who don't know, because I have to just like repeat it. This couple posted a thing going, listen, am I the asshole? Like our aunt was talking shit about us on Facebook. We had a wedding with no catering and no bar. We told people there were vending machines at the venue because we wanted to hire wedding Mickey and Minnie, which cost them over $5,000 to have fucking Mickey and Minnie there. I, Thoughts on that? Jail. I Jail. Jail. Jail them. Listen, I am actually a prison abolitionist. I don't. I believe that the carceral state is deeply damaging to the fabric of our society. It's true, but, I agree. But keep the prisons open for them. All right. They could go to Disney jail. That would actually be fun for them. That'd be like oh, a kinky they night. They, they would love, love Disney jail. Um, one question though: What is like the worst wedding story you have? Because I feel like everyone has a story where either there was no whip and bar, even no food or no toilets, you know, just weird things. Yeah. Do you have a good wedding story? I, you know what? I don't want to drag them too much because I've never been to a truly bad wedding and I love wedding culture. Like I, I, I love weddings. I can't, I, it's so weird, but I really do. I even well, love they're the fun. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. But the, the only thing that ever happened is um, one of the first gay weddings I went to, they called us all outside and they were like, something's going to happen. And they started playing Katy Perry's Firework. And we're like, oh, okay, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> and then suddenly, so the whole song plays and nothing happened. And I was oh like, did God. you just call us outside to listen to Firework? No. And then the song starts playing over again. And they're like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And then like, it gets halfway through the second time through Katy Perry's Firework. And then the fireworks start going up. And we're like, okay, here's the fireworks. But then because it was timed so poorly, they had to start it over a third no, time. No, no, no. So we listened to it a third time, almost all the way through this firework display. So we we listened to Katy Perry's firework three times for one fireworks display. That's not, that actually doesn't sound that, it is very funny. Yeah. At some point it's you can just stop funny. the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know? You could, like, it is like fireworks are sort of their own soundtrack. Um, but like, Exactly. It was it was very like that's the only mishap that's ever happened. I think mm. at a wedding, most of my friends are normal, like respectful people who understand that like part of the part of throwing a party is that you're serving your guests. Exactly. Like, like this is like yes, it's about you, but it's also like you're asking people to give up a weekend to come and watch you do Thank your you. fucking va- your silly vows. So it's like. You know, I, yeah. I, Give them a mistake. People don't. Give them wine. I know. People, people are just, you know, it's all about how you were raised. Yeah. We yeah. were raised in lovely homes where we were just mild, mild victims. 
Yeah. But you know, there are people who were raised in homes. They have no, and they're the ones who aren't the victims. That's the craziest part is they're the ones who are like really oh, high right. on themselves. Cause they, this couple, they said that their parents were sort of disappointed, but still supported them. And it was like, no, if no, if, my par- if I told my parents that I was going to take the food budget and give it to Mickey and Minnie, they would have oh said, you don't, you don't get a choice. This is the money we're giving you and you're using it on food. No, I, it was an, the most unheard of thing. Your fireworks story. And then I promise I, I will let you go. I'll keep you here all damn day. You know, that reminds me because, you know, the idea of like your expectations getting excited and then being so let down during the pandemic, JetBlue did this thing like during height of lockdown where they were going to fly three planes over New York. Now I was in LA when they flew the shuttle over Los Angeles. And I went to my friend Ben's apartment and we stood on the roof and that shuttle, you could almost touch it. It was so low. It was like on the back of a plane. Oh my God, Joel. It was, you know what I thought? I I think once a year they should do that all over the country. Cause I remember thinking, I am so proud to be an American. Like this plane flew overhead and I was like, wow, we live in the most free, beautiful country. (laughs) Like look at that (laughs) shuttle. It's so beautiful. Like where else does that happen? I'm not joking. I felt patriotic, something I almost never feel. And when JetBlue said, oh, we're going to fly these planes, I'm going, oh, I would love to feel patriotic. So my neighbor, who I was very friendly with, we had like a roof deck. We went upstairs. I got all dressed up for the plane. I was so excited. We're standing there. And I swear to God, at like 30,000 feet, we see a plane. And I'm like, well, there's just no way that's the plane. Like, we can barely see the freaking plane. Two minutes later comes another one. I'm like, girls, if this, if this is the fucking JetBlue shit, I'm going to lose my mind. And then two minutes later, a third one. They were flying at full you know, I don't know, maybe because of 9-11, they didn't want to fly too low over Manhattan. Uh, But I'm like, well, just don't advertise it. Then don't make it a thing. Fly over Schenectady then. Like, why are you even getting people on their roofs? I mean, it was the biggest waste of time. I would have killed for Katy Perry's fireworks to be playing. I needed something. I was dying. I was dying. (laughs) Joel Kim Booster, your film, uh, Fire Island. Listener, if you've not watched it yet, you're just, you're going to anyway. So watch it now. Go fire up Hulu, even at work. Who cares? What matters yeah. anymore? Almost nothing. It is such a great film. Uh, Joel, seriously, so proud of you. Right, wrote it, stars in it. You've put all my favorite people in comedy in it. So for that alone, I thank you. But everybody, go watch Fire Island on Hulu now. And Psychosexual on Netflix, June 21st. Do not sleep on that either. Um, and follow Joel at I Hate Joel Kim. It's, uh, even your Instagram's funny. Even that's funny, Joel. You're oh, the best. You're the best. You're the best. Joel Kim Booster. Jolie, congratulations. Um, and thanks for being here for so long. I love you. Miss of you. Course. Love you. Bye. Bye, Jolie. Big thanks to Joel Kim Booster. Go watch Fire Island. Uh, thank you to Dan Acton. And guys, that's been our show. Uh, follow me if you don't already at Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Leave a review, but like, please, if you like the show, leave it. And if you don't, just like DM me some bullshit. I can't. I can't. Um, and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into the Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.